Alright guys, welcome back to the Improvement Podcast and hope everyone is well. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about ways to create novelty in your training. So in terms of why the episode, so when it comes to training in the gym, uh, you don't always or not everyone has access to a ton of equipment. As a result, there's not a lot of point, like if a movement stalls, swapping like a good exercise for a bad exercise, meaning I'd rather someone try and find some way to add in a bit of variation on let's say a barbell back squat then swap to maybe a like maybe a different movement like a like a goblet squat which you don't really have much runway to progress it's not a great movement if you have like a decent level of strength and experience so basically this episode is going to go over how you can create more runway for progression with your training how you can continue to progress your lifts without a without just like staying stagnant with your training because there's always going to be a point where a movement will stop progressing you won't infinitely progress a movement uh so some will obviously stall quicker than others but like you won't always be able to add the same weight you did to a movement when you like first add it in for example a barbell back squat if you manage to put like five kilograms on it per week you won't be able to do that forever or you'll be the world's strongest squatter and maybe I'm not sure how long. Uh, I'm not going to do the maths, but I think you get the drift. It will eventually slow down and stop progressing. And I'd rather, like I said, see someone make some variation in regards to how they're performing the movement than just swapping it out all completely if they don't have another good alternative. So we can create novelty instead, which is basically making the exercise different in some sense. So just like how we'd make novelty by swapping a movement, we can do so just by changing the way we're doing it for whatever reason. And this is what I'd recommend you do if a movement stalls or stops progressing. And the reason being is we don't want to just do the same weight for the same reps because we're not really going to get much out of it. We're not really going to get much out of it in terms of stimulus for muscle growth because we need to be applying progressive overload. We need to be getting stronger over time for like a movement to have much value, to be honest, because like we, we need to force adaptation. And if we're not forcing adaptation, then I don't think we're going to get much out of that movement. So we want to basically make sure we're constantly providing our body with a novel stimulus, basically meaning like a new stress, a stress it's never experienced before. And we can do so by just changing something. But instead of changing the exercise, we can change something in regards to execution. And a consideration to have is what I'm going to go over, not all movements will have, you should take the same approach with. And what I mean by that is some movements, the changes that I'm going to go over, will suit them more than other. For example, one of them is tempo I'm going to go over. And also, or sorry, I'll get to that, but instead of tempo, I'll touch on range of motion. That's a better example. So with range of motion, sometimes to add in, let's say, some novelty when you're squatting, you can be like, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reset this movement. I'm going to try and use more range of motion so it's novel, so it's new, so it's different than before by, let's say, elevating my heels when I'm barbell back squatting. And that's a good example to stick with because not a lot of people have, let's say, a hack squat or Smith machines or, well, most gyms do, but some don't anyway. And maybe they don't have, don't have alternatives for whatever reason. So what you could potentially do is, with like a barbell back squat, try and get more range of motion. However, when it comes to, let's say, a deadlift variation, it's probably not a good idea trying to get more range of motion if you can't, do so while maintaining a neutral spine. So in that case, we shouldn't use the same 
the same, let's say, changes to create novelty. We should maybe do something else to create novelty with a deadlift, whereas it makes sense to do so when you are doing a barbell back squat. So here you see there's some different circumstances where you can get more range and it's going to be an effective way of creating a novel stimulus by creating novelty, whereas some other circumstances, it's not going to be a great way to create novelty, if that makes sense. So in terms of how we create novelty in our training, something we can do is simply resetting a movement so what you find is when you do a movement week on week month on month as much as you try and keep your form the same because we should keep our form standardized which basically means the same while progressing load or reps it does eventually slip it sometimes does slip no, ma no matter how hard we try not to just because like a, a very very small change week on week can add up and just unconsciously we're we're making it a bit easier so Execution can slip, even if we like try and make it stay in a good spot, uh, just due to chain chasing progression. So something we can do is just reset the movement. So strip some weight off, get better range of motion or have greater control and kind of like have a fresh start with it. So if you notice, right, a movement's not progressing, you look at your form, your loading phase is really fast, you are maybe, maybe not controlling as much as you like, you're maybe your hips are shooting up during a squat or something's off, something doesn't look good in terms of your execution. You could just dial it back and let's say control the loading phase more and try and then progress it again, take some weight off, nail the form and then work it back up. So you're not actually making a change, you're just kind of tidying up the execution you're supposed to be having, if that makes sense. And something else you can do is again, increase range of motion. That's typically going to be valuable when it comes to muscle growth. Anyway, so if you feel like, right, this, this uh, movement's stalling, it's not progressing, I can, I, I, like, I've, I've been stuck on a certain weight for certain reps for about three weeks, which is kind of like the amount of time I recommend having before changing something. If you've been nailing your nutrition and your sleep, then if you've done that for three weeks, and what I'd say is maybe try and increase your range of motion. Could you go deeper on, let's say, a chest press machine? That's something I've done not long ago is I manipulated my tempo and added in more range, uh, meaning I went deeper and it felt a lot better on my chest after doing it than what it was like the previous weeks. So could you increase your range of motion uh, by going like deeper on the movement? Like I said, this can apply to like a squat, a chest press, uh, maybe even a row if you're not going right into the stretch position. So could you increase your range of motion? Typically when we do so, uh, when we're cutting range short, usually it's when we are not getting to that stretch position on most movements. So if we're, let's say, using more range, typically it will result in a better stimulus for that target muscle because we build muscle best in that stretch and middle position of a rep. Most research suggests and point towards that. And just from anecdotal experience, really. So could you potentially have more range of motion? Also, as well as that, could you manipulate the tempo, so change how fast you're carrying out the movement that's what i done like i just said on the incline press so i basically reset it added more depth in taking it deeper and added in a pause at that bottom position and i've done the same with my remaining deadlift actually and you'll be really surprised see adding in a pause it's like a completely different movement uh, you pause and then you obviously have to drop weight which isn't fun it's you always want to lift as much as you can if you've oh, Maybe, maybe I do anyway, I've got a wee bit of ego in that regard, uh, but adding in the pause and getting 
better depth, felt massively better. And from there, I can then progress those numbers up and it's like a whole new movement. So again, it's just create novelty. It's different from what I've not done before. And from there, I'll work those numbers up and get to peak strength doing it with the pause, get as strong as I can with the pause. And then I can maybe go back to it without the pause, or I could maybe change the movement once the pole, once it stalls with the pause. But for now, I can still stay efficient at performing that movement pattern uh, because it's not one completely new. That's the benefit of, let's say, just creating a bit of novelty is see if I'm on the incline, like I've been doing that incline press for a good while. So uh, I'm I'm used to the movement. So if I swap to another movement, I'm, it's a completely foreign movement. Whereas adding something like a pause in, it's still a movement I'm pretty used to, but it adds in enough variation so I can progress it. So it makes it still progress, whereas I'm not, let's say, doing a movement I'm not skilled at already. So I'm not having the first few weeks where you're just kind of like adjusting to the exercise, you're not quite used to it. I'm kind of efficient at it and progressing from the get-go, from week one. And something you can do is like make an adjustment to the machine. If you can, without, let's say, sacrificing good form or sacrificing targeting the, the muscle effectively. For example, if you are doing a chest press or a, a, even a row, if you could adjust the machine if it's adjustable, just by changing the seat height maybe, uh, if you can do so while still targeting the desired muscle effectively, then you could try and do that because that makes it, again, slightly new. And you might be, you could potentially do like a few of these at the same time. For example, so you don't want to change things week on week. Whereas if you've been doing a movement, you've realized, right, it's stalled anyway. The seat height could potentially be a bit lower and I could have a better tempo Then change those two things at the same time. And then you've created a pretty much like a new movement where you've got more runway for progression. So can you make an adjustment to a machine at all? And that you could also consider like if you are doing, let's say a squat, could you change your stance? Could you have a different stance where maybe it's slightly narrower? Could you potentially turn your feet out very slightly? Uh, could you potentially on a machine take a different grip, make it slightly wider and narrower if applicable and if it's not going to sacrifice good execution and uh, being able to target that desired muscle effectively in a pain-free manner? Or could you change the height of like a bench, for example, if you're doing a Smith machine press or if you are doing like a dumbbell press? Because again, if you're doing like a dumbbell press, you like you might not have access to a Smith machine. So that's a good example. Could you potentially just change the height of the dumbbell press you're doing? If you're doing like a high incline press, could you put a slightly shallower incline? So could you change something in that regard? And that applies like when you are doing like a row as well. If you're doing like a chest supported row on maybe a bench, you could even change the height of the bench in that regard. And also like rep ranges as well. So rep ranges is something that's going to apply more to some movements than others. For example, if you're doing, let's say, a barbell back squat, you might not want to do 20 to 30 reps. It might not feel great. Uh, you might, your lungs might be the limiting factor. However, with, let's say, a leg press, you could probably get away with doing a bit more higher reps because you're in a stable environment where you're already braced because of the seat, so it's not going to be as hard to stabilize yourself. So could you do, let's say, a leg press with a higher rep set? Uh, typically, it's good to do... I like doing leg presses with slightly higher reps. I don't like going... I never really go below 8, and most of the time stay above 10, just because it typically feels better on my joints. Because like the amount of weight you're lifting on a leg press 
it's quite high in comparison to like a squat or any other movement pattern you'll do or compound lift for quads. Uh, so I typically like staying in quite a high rep range for that reason. So could you potentially change what rep range you're working in on a movement, depending on if it suits that suits uh, exercise? And if it doesn't, then what it'd be like is, right, what about range of motion, tempo, and uh, can they can they be adjusted potentially? And if so, try and execute them and do that in a better fashion. And with obviously like like I said, certain certain exercises suit certain adjustments more than others. So just always bear that in mind because you don't want to you don't want to make the exercise worse in regards to what you're gonna get out of it. You want to make it better or just as just as effective, but change something so you can progress it again. And something you can also consider is what place has it got in the session? Could you potentially try and move it a bit, let's say, earlier in the session so you can progress it? Especially things where you're, you're like loading your lower back. Could you potentially do like a movement where you're lower, loading your lower back before another? Uh, so again, it depends what your session looks like and how you program yourself. But if you're doing, let's say, a, let's say you're doing a lower body session for whatever reason you're doing a squat and you're doing a deadlift in the same session could you try swap them around see if you can progress both at the same time because you might find doing like a a squat before or a deadlift before a squat that your lower back's too fatigued but you might find if you swap them around you can still progress both for whatever reason so again it's not right or wrong i'm just trying to spark your imagination in regards to what you can do with the order uh, or if you're doing like your isolations before your compound movements on a squat could you potentially swap them about and could you do like a dead stop variation of a movement? For example, if you're doing a leg press, if you can safely hit the bumpers or the safeties at the bottom or the leg press can safely bottom out, could you add a dead stop in, slightly pause in that bottom position and then drive up? You could do the same on a chest press, a Smith machine. Uh, you could do so on even a rack uh, because you can have obviously the safeties on the rack. Or you can do so on like a, even a row machine, a ductor. Like there's, you can do that on pretty much every single movement in the gym bar a squat unless you put the safeties up but i'm not sure how great that would feel so some things i wouldn't do if you're trying to create novelty is inc or increase your eccentric speed so typically there's like you'll rarely benefit from having a faster eccentric so if in doubt keep it nice and slow in regards to your eccentric and try and find another form of progression because if you're not using let's say much eccentric control then your injury risk is probably going to be higher, especially if you're not pausing the movements at all. Also, could you potentially, or what I wouldn't recommend doing is using momentum. Again, for 99% of movements, using momentum is probably going to make it worse. It's probably going to leave you to stimulate in the muscle less, regardless if you're using more weight. So make sure you're not using, yeah, make sure you're not using any momentum when you're doing lifts in the gym. And, same applies with range of motion. Very, very rarely would less range of motion or would, yeah, less range of motion be better for a muscle group. It, it, there's some circumstances where you could potentially argue it might be. For example, if you're doing a, let's say you're doing a bicep curl and you're curling and then you're moving your upper arm a ton, then that's not maybe targeting your bicep much. Maybe that's not even benefiting from the movement at all. Uh, so you could maybe keep your upper arm a bit more still. Same with, let's say, uh, let's think of an example. Maybe like a leg press. Maybe you're getting to the bottom of leg press. You're getting a lot of bend at your knee. Your knee's bent maximally. 
and then the last thing that moves is your hips and when your hips are moving your knee your knee angle doesn't change so that's just you that's not you bringing your quad or that's not you having your knee go through a larger range of motion that's you simply putting your hips through a larger range of motion which is not going to benefit your quads uh, so in some circumstances more range of motion isn't better uh, so there's some circumstances where you could reduce range of motion if that's the case and uh, some others like if you're doing let's say a, a back movement where you're trying to target a desired muscle and if let's say going in that stretch position ends up your shoulder elevating you, when you start rowing again your shoulder stays elevated and maybe you don't target your lat effectively because of that and then maybe more range of motion in that circumstance isn't better but if the range of motion you're using is helping you target the desired muscle effectively uh, and it's working in terms of it feels good in the target muscle then i'd rarely re- i'd rarely recommend reducing the range you're working in and usually it will result in more fatigue from the movement meaning more physical and mental tiredness without much more stimulus or even worse stimulus from the movement in other words what a worse stimulus to fatigue ratio that might not even apply to yourself if you're new new to the gym then you might not need to really care about that because you might not be training hard enough or you might not be training frequently enough or be strong enough to worry about fatigue accumulation because the more weight you lift the more fatigue you'll pretty much accumulate so if you're really new to the gym then that won't really apply to yourself and also the last thing i'd do is again think about the rep range you don't want to use a rep range and change it which but it results in an injury risk so if you have let's say you're currently having knee issues then i wouldn't do let's say a five rep set of squats because it's new to you it's foreign it will add in some novelty I'd rather you find another form of progression, like adding in a pause would be a better option in that sense, or maybe doing a higher rep set. So you don't want to obviously create novelty just for, or you don't want to get injured just for the sake of creating novelty. So bear that in mind when it comes to the gym. So yeah, hope you've enjoyed the episode. So quick recap, it's basically we create novelty to get progressions going again in the gym, uh, and it can help you push the lifts you're concerned about up. So I'm not sure if, oh, in powerlifting as well like they do that they they kind of like do movements similar to the ones they're trying to progress for example it's like you'll see powerlifters potentially do a paused bench you'll see them potentially do like a paused squat or uh like just some variation of a main lift and that will as a result help you progress your main lift for example it's like if you do let's say uh for in my case right i'm doing a paused remaining deadlift after kind of plateauing at 180 i can't remember what it was 180 something on my normal audio so if i work my pause to one up and keep progressing and progressing it to 180 then if i stop pausing it then i'm gonna well exceed my past personal best on it granted i don't start dieting or my body weight doesn't drop etc but i think you get the drift like if you are concerned about doing a movement although you're moving away from that certain movement for a period of time although you're not performing that certain movement for a period of time it can still help you progress that movement in the long term so don't worry if let's say you really want to improve your barbell back squat but you're using less weight because you're doing a paused barbell back squat so short term you might be weaker but long term you could get more value from it and it could mean you're stronger as a whole so hope you enjoyed the episode any questions or any episodes you'd like to see please drop me a message and let me know if you did enjoy it share it on your story like subscribe leave a rating and review 
Greatly appreciate everyone's support in the podcast and hope everyone has a great rest of their day.